Welcome to Straight Shot. Marketing is everywhere. It's around your life. From what you eat to what you wear and where you go. It is a vital part of any and all business. Let's discuss the world of marketing and business as it influences everyday life with the staff of Atlanta Marketing Agency, Reformation Productions, and guests as they give it to us straight. Get ready. Take aim. Steady. Welcome to Straight Shot. Welcome to Straight Shot. Hello. The video podcast where we discuss how marketing affects everyday life. Yes, and can we talk for just a little about the Mafia teaser video that the team put together for this episode? I love our teasers. Do you love our (laughs) teasers? Do you guys love our teasers? I think they're great. Well, there's something new that we've started doing. I think the first one we did was for the Game of Thrones. Um, Yeah. The news jacking That's just because I had, a, I had a, an outfit that, or what do you, you call did. it, a costume that I couldn't <laughs> wait to show everybody. Was like I like to show off how dorky I can be yeah. to the general public. But the team here no started. The team here started to enjoy doing them, so we're going to do them some more. So, what did you yeah. think about? Uh, that's Braden. That's our our camera guy that's starring in in this one. Uh, he's got some acting chops. He does. The thing that I like most about our teasers in general and why I think we should keep doing them, I think is because, you know, I think it lets people get to know us a little bit more, get to know uh, the agency a little bit more. Uh, let the us, behind the scenes. Yeah, let, it, let people see our personalities. And um, a lot of what we do is very serious. Um, but the way in which we pr- produce said serious things is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, creativity really often breeds as a playground for us out, out here. So I like the fact that these um, these little shorts can kind of short, showcase some of our sense of humor. And Brayden has a wicked sense of humor, and you also <laughs> really like the mafiosa thing. So I think the fact that this particular one about Tony Marinara, I believe. Right, yes, the uh, sauce. The sauce. Yeah, I just... I think it, it shows the uh, you know kind of a funny side for all of us. Yeah. Now those are released on our uh, Straight Shot podcast social media channels. Yes. Um, so if you weren't able to see it, follow us, subscribe, like our page, whichever social media action that you prefer. Right. Yeah, they're all there. Um, and now, so in, in tying with the teaser, mm-hmm. um, we don't see mafia protection anymore for the most part <laughs> uh, in, in, in most areas. Uh, Not all, so, but most. Look at you, New Jersey. Um, now businesses have to protect themselves in, in different ways and, and from different things. Uh, people continue uh, to want to take advantage of business owners and intimidate them. Uh, but now we focus more on education rather than shop bodyguards. In today's episode, we are going to be taking a little bit different approach. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about being on the other side of the marketing table, the receiving side, because normally, you know, we're the givers of marketing. Yes. The average business owner that has, that gets these emails, gets these phone calls, and how to protect your business from other people's overzealous business communications. Their marketing uh, toward you for your business. And most of us see this in our everyday business lives. And Zachary, most people don't like the overzealous sort of used car salesman approach. So let's talk about how businesses can protect themselves from being taken by other people's marketing efforts. At the same time, we can learn what not to do in your business 
communications. Yes. So we're kind of attacking it from both sides because we we represent several different businesses here at the agency and we see a lot of B2B solicitation uh, to our clients. Now as a business, you would be on the other side of that B2B, somebody else trying to market towards you. Uh, I'm also a, a business owner myself. And so I see a lot that are sent directly to me with people trying to sell things mm -hmm. uh, to the agency. And can you kind of categorize some of the things that you see for the podcast people? Yeah, let's 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 kind of break it down. Let's talk about break it down. Let's talk about uh, email first, um, because uh, we'll talk about phone calls and that sort of thing in a minute. But uh, from an email, because those reach me directly. Um, the first thing that I want to say about email is that uh, email is still a very viable way to to reach your target, but. There is a right way in mm. several wrong ways <laughs> to do oh, it. Do tell. Tell us about some of the wrong ways. Like, what are some of the things that business owners should look out for in regards to email? Um, first, you have to look at the email and see if it is targeted towards you. Uh, and um, if it's not targeted towards you, then it's sometimes it's obviously just sent as a shotgun like spray a and pray. See if anybody is going to respond to this. Somebody, anybody, sort of help. Email. Yeah, yeah. And help those, me! I need to make my quota. Yeah, those are are spam. And uh, if it's not sent directly towards you, that's something that you dear can, sir or madam. Yeah, that's something that you can definitely uh, be wary of. Or like, dear, enter the name with the brackets, and it says oh, enter name, and they haven't even bothered to actually <laughs> enter your name because they didn't realize that that part of the form was custom. Yeah, yeah, uh, that one. Another, if it appears to be targeted towards you, right? So it's past that first hurdle. Mm -hmm. There are still things that you need to to look out for. Any email that comes from your website but isn't regarding your product or service, which is the reason you have your email on your website, you need to be wary of. Bots cruise the web and they solicit through contact forms and email addresses that are listed on your website. Some will even tell you that they were looking at your website, mm -hmm. which you're gonna believe because that's where the email came from. Also, if any email doesn't have your actual email address in the to section, that's something to look out for. Oh, too. like blind carbon Which copies. Could, yeah, if it has, Ooh. if it has their, undisclosed yeah, recipients. If it has their own name, <laughs> or if it has somebody else's name, which you can get, um, that can be. Well, it's it's usually spam um, because or you there's can tell these, or if it's like like for. Let's say my email starts with a J for Jennifer. It'll have like Jennifer, Jenna, Jenny, Jen, Jen. Like it'll have it oh, all alphabetical. You've one. never seen those? Uh, Where you can tell you're being spammed, like somebody, either a human person or a bot, has taken your name off of a giant spreadsheet because it's all alphabetical. Oh, sure. And so there's, it's like 17 different variations yeah, those, of your name. Those are mistakes within this process, which is still wrong to do, but they're making <laughs> mistakes when they're doing it. Kind of like the brackets thing that, that you were talking about where yes. they don't actually fill in the name. Um, Dear, like blank space, then there's like a comma and it just bothers <laughs> me. So I'm like, you're not even, you're lazy. Um, and especially if you know if it came from a human, because then you know they're just lazy. Like they didn't even <laughs> care enough to put like sir or madam. They're just like, meh. And those are those are mistakes. There there are things that you can do with with email solicitation when you're sending out emails mm -hmm. to to make it easier. Um, but you have to do it correctly so that people talk about the good so stuff. People but don't see this. We're going to talk about the right way later. Let's stick to the wrong way now. Um, so, What's some other wrong things? So uh, if it doesn't have your actual email address, um, then chances are good that you could just throw it away because it was just shotgunned out to 
somebody that's not even you. And, and one of the issues that you have, particularly with uh, forms, uh, that we were talking about the forms that are sent from your website, is that these bots will go around and, and try to steal email addresses They'll get you to respond to them, that sort of thing. Uh, and then they'll impersonate those email addresses to send out more spam, and then you get blocked on uh, your email. Sentence. So you, you kind of have to be careful with the. Uh, have with you email. ever received an email from yourself? <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Uh, uh, so another thing is any email uh, that says that you are in jeopardy of losing something. That is that they're trying to scare you. Scare tactics huge red flag that that is not real um, false deadlines as clients get this all the time and they contact me what about this false deadlines deadlines that aren't real domain search registration okay that sounds superficial but you do not register for domain search so that's not a real thing uh, but they'll they'll they're using this in order to, to con people into giving them money you know $79 to you know Reserve your domain You're gonna search. You're going to lose your domain. That's, that's not saving your domain. That's they're using you have words. Five minutes before yeah. this message self-destructs. Um, the other thing to look out for is early renewals. Um, this happens a lot with with domains where they try to get you to early renew something. Um, nine times out of ten, they're just trying to get that money in their pocket sooner. Yeah, get your and credit card it is not necessary. Yeah, so don't let those things uh, try to, to scare you. There's all, you ever had you ever received emails where this is a red flag for me personally, mm -hmm. where you get an email and in the subject line, let's, let's talk about your business email for a minute. And in your subject line, you have emojis. <laughs> like they'll have like exclamation not not like keyboard exclamation points but like emoji exclamation points or they'll have like wow like some crazy way to write the subject in the header it's 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 like that that flags for me automatically i've never seen the email in subject things you must see that oh a lot. check your spam folder <laughs> there is always something that can be like oh i don't know enlarged or something and they send you an email for it and in the subject line there's always like you know like red flags right away where it'll say like um it'll have like an emoji or it'll have some sort of artistic thing that most normal people that are trying to communicate with a business are as not a business put in the right line. yeah um they're, they're or they're shouting at you <laughs> you know and, and you know cups, yeah. a lot of times your email will vet that too your email server they'll vet if you have uh, and we'll talk about the right way to do things too but if you send emails with too many exclamation points or all caps in the subject of the email the uh, the person you're trying to send it to they could their potential their server could actually flag it as spam because a lot of times these bots or these people that spam your emails, they'll everything's in all caps. Yeah, they're spamming is... programs that that are plugins that you can use mm -hmm. that with too. Um, there are lots of words that you should stay away from with when doing email. We'll do a separate one on on correct doing email, but it's a there, podcast all there by are, itself. There are certain words that are typically flagged as as spam, uh, so you want to stay away from from yeah. those as well. Um, but uh, those are ones that your you know your spam program usually sees. Another thing um, that you can look for yourself uh, is if the email address URL is different than the company that they are pitching. Now, here's what I mean by that because mm -hmm. that sounds technical. Google. If it says um, jsmith at xyzcompany.com. In their, that's their email because you need to be able to look and see what their email the from is 
But the company that they're talking about is ABC company and not XYZ company. Red flag. And because that yeah, means it probably did not come from that email address. So that's yeah. one of the first things like you should Google look imposters? for. Yeah. If you get an email from Reformation Productions, the email address you get it from should be Reformation Productions. Yes. So now as a business owner, a lot of times we have multiple email addresses that we receive. So you have your own, right, which is generally your first name or your first initial last name or whatever it is at your company URL. Um, then we also receive info at or customer service at or billing at or any of these other email addresses. So if you notice that you're getting the same email, the exact same email on all of those email addresses, then all of your email addresses are on somebody's spam list. So that's something to look for too. So if you, and you can look, if you have Outlook, you can look in your, in your list and it'll say the same subject line for four emails, it means you can just delete them all. <laughs> because more than likely they're all spam from uh, from some company that has you in multiple ways on the, the email address. You may want to look at one of them just in case it's somebody you know that's actually hit with, with all of them, which should not happen. But uh, after you've read the one, the rest of them are all going to be the same. Especially if you give out, you know, if you have more than one, you know, let's say you have an info at or you have a your name dot last name at email. You have to be consistent about what you give out to the to the general public as well. Mm -hmm. Let's say you go to a marketing event or something like that, and uh, you're giving out you know first name dot last name at, and then all of a sudden you know um, you're at some other place and you're giving out info at, which is fine if you know the difference. Yeah, between the, the, two. the what you have to do, and again we're talking about email, but what you have to do is make sure that you. We make the different email addresses for different purposes. So you as the user, you need to make sure that you are using them for those purposes. Mm -hmm. If info ad is the one that you give for, for general leads that come to you, then that's where you need to give it. You don't need to give it if you're meeting somebody personally that you know that is trying to reach to you on a more direct level because info is for general and your name would be something directly to you from somebody you've already spoken with. So you kind of have to, to know that for sure. Yeah, and that's kind of what my point was is um, sometimes if you do give, if you're kind of notorious for giving out different email addresses, maybe even to the same person, don't, don't be surprised if they email both of those Right. to get to you because they don't remember which one you actually received. Right. So, Absolutely. So it might benefit you to give that email a quick look before you delete them all if, mm -hmm. if there's the same subject for different sure. emails. Um, another thing that, that you should look for, and this is true not only on business emails, but on all emails that you get even in your personal life, and that is you need to check the links before you click on them. And a lot of people don't know how to do this. Um, and let me explain to you why this is important. Uh, when you get spam into your email box, no matter who it's from, uh, especially if they're impersonating someone else, like they're impersonating Bank of America, for example, because you that get a lot of these lot. with banks, you have a link and it says click here. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can hover your mouse over that link and see what the URL is. If that URL click, just hover. does not make sense to you as being from whoever it says, do not click on it. Because what they're going to do is they're going to send you to, to somewhere other than what they said, or they're going to try to capture your information, or so it's just very, very something you have to be very mindful of. So always when you get an email, hover over 
the uh, the link with your mouse and then read because it'll show you what the uh, the address is. If you can't find where it does that, you can right click copy the address and then put it in a Word document so that you can read it and see what, mm -hmm. what it says. Now, that being said, you need to be aware that there are things like tiny URL, Dropbox, things like that, that they may be sending you on purpose. Um, so you need to know what those are because tiny URL is just a way to take some long URL mm -hmm. and shorten it up and, and it's commonly used. So that's not a threat. Um, but some of them you, you really need to be to be mindful of um, just so that you're you don't get your, especially if it's from, says it's from a bank or somewhere. Oh, you need to log in again because your password's changed and it hasn't. They're just trying to go somewhere where they can capture you putting in your password. Just, just be careful. And the Prince of Nigeria does not need any more of your money. He's fine. <laughs> um, I think it's also important when you when you do the hover over the or or co copy paste mm -hmm. to look at the the very beginning part of that URL. Pay the most attention to that. So after the www dot what that is because there might be an alphabet soup after you know, sure. the law.com but if you're like if it's bank of america sending you an email and they're sending you a link to log in when you hover over that it should be www.bankofamerica.com forward right. slash and then a whole bunch of ugly money. Even, even if it has something before like customer service.bankofamerica.com mm -hmm. you need to look for that main bank url america, right yeah that, that is because if it says Usually like if you get an email from bank of america and you hover over it and the the prefix or the beginning part of that url says www.adclick or clickbomb.com yeah. which they kind of like sometimes it says yeah. it all right there um, in the URL, so it's important to look at uh, look at that. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, again, there, there's people out there, wolves trying to get the sheep, and that's kind of what we're talking about today is uh, kind of protecting yourself from from different things. Yeah, not you know, not all marketing is like we're marketers, but there is an ethical way to do things, and there's an unethical yes. way to do things. There are shortcuts and side side steps that you can do that are ethical. Some are not. People that ask for your bank information, not ethical. <laughs> do not give them anything. They do not need your money. Uh, stepping aside from email for a second, okay. um, there's. Uh, I want to talk about cold calls because that still happens. People still get called mm -hmm. on the phone, on the telephone, on their business line, on their cell phones. They get called all day long. Sure. Right? Yeah, the, the telephone instead of email, if you will. Um, yeah, most businesses will have someone that answers the phone and directs calls to the appropriate person. Um, but that person's duty also includes screening and vetting those calls. We, we call them a gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. Right, that's what they're called. So your receptionist, secretary, assistant, whoever, mm -hmm. uh, needs to have a defined criteria of what gets through and what doesn't. So they need to be wary of tricks as well. So it's not just you as the business owner, it's whoever your gatekeeper is uh, as well to help her do a better job of screening those calls. So, but before I kind of talk about what those tricks are, I, I wanna explain to people that may not understand why those people exist. Cause we, we have one here. Um, we have my assistant answers uh, the phone. And the reason why is because uh, if I don't have that person I will get so many phone calls 
um, that are unsolicited that come to me that I will never be able to get work done. So you, you kind of have that person there to uh, direct the phone to whoever it needs to go uh, within the, the organization. For example, I don't need to answer the phone if it's for her because it's interrupted me working. But part of... of me? Uh, I'm not working. I'll take a call of, anytime. Part of Becca's job is to answer that telephone and then put it to the right person without interrupting other people. But um, a lot of times I'll get, you know, salespeople, just like we're talking about today, people that will do cold call and that will try to get through. Um, and part of her job is to make sure that I don't get anybody that's going to waste my time and to, to vet those people that are up front. So let's talk a little bit about the things that they should um that that person, that gatekeeper should should look out for. So um, one of the things that you need to look for is that people are asking for a job position or a role rather than a name. If somebody <laughs> that may or may not even exist in your organization. If somebody calls into our office and they are asking to speak to the CEO or the president, they don't know me. Or the manager. Um, yeah, because I don't introduce myself that way. Yeah. So, yeah, manager is another way. Can I, well, if you're in a restaurant, they ask to speak to the manager. That's different. Um, yes. But if, it's a, if, a, it's a, if it's a job title that doesn't yeah. really exist in your organization, um, that's a red flag. At, at a, at a, in a B2B sort of place, it's, um, it's something that you need to be mindful of. Now, that doesn't mean that they need to immediately hang up. It just It's a red flag for them to go, okay, this may not be a real call, and they go on to, uh, to the next one. Um, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. But uh, the, another thing that they need to be aware of is if somebody is trying to be super casual and you can usually tell they're laying it on thick, they're acting like they know the person that they're trying to reach. They're like, yeah, you know, I, I met him the other day and blah, blah, blah. And they did not. So hey, being, how you doing? That's great. You having a good weekend? Most, most business Why? people that are calling business people are going to be professional. And if they're super casual and you've never heard their name before, <laughs> chances are they're just trying to get in uh, under the radar. So something else for that gatekeeper to look for. Um, the next is if they do not identify themselves and who they are. Um, if, if they won't give you their name, if they don't say, hey, this is so-and-so from so-and-so, then it, it kind of lets you know there's something that might be a little shady going on. So these are things that your your gatekeeper, among the other personal, you know, specific rules that you've set up, these are things that they need to be aware of and kind of, of red flag when they're, when they're vetting uh, your calls that are coming through. So Mr. or Mrs. Cold Caller. Yeah, because some people actually have to do this for a living. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to there, talk to them. There is a respectful way to do this. Mm. So I'm going to go through through that because I don't want to tell you that cold calling is is not good or that it won't work because it, it will. But there is a respectful way to do it that business owners like myself and our clients will will actually respect more than you trying to pull one over on them. People don't like it when you try to pull one on them. And people are a suspect of that they all are. the time. Um, so here's, here's the rules of, of what you need to do. First, you need to identify who you are. Um, hmm. Say who you are up front because then you're not trying to pull any punches. Um, and then you need to identify why you are calling. If you're calling for a certain reason, tell them. Yeah, you shouldn't don't be, be shady. You shouldn't be trying to hide it. Don't be shady. Um, the next thing is when you get the receptionist, one of the things that you're going to want to do is make a relationship with them. 
maybe she'll put in a good word for you or or pitch what you're your pitch taking your call to the right person <laughs> um, so inform them on why you're calling convince them because most of them will report back to their boss on the activity that they've had at the phone that day and you want that report to be favorable towards your call because your call may be sitting in, in voicemail and he's going to decide whether he's even going to listen to that voicemail based on what the person that answered the phone said about the call and if you upset them if you <laughs> treated them you know if you talk down to them or if you tried to put they're going to and he's just going to ignore you so um, oh yes you oh want, so many yeses you want to make it you, that's right you used to answer phones at a company you have early, no idea. early I, on okay let, let me just put some two sense into this (laughs) if it is your job or if it is your project to as a salesperson in your organization or or whatever to make these calls to companies everybody everything's got to start from somewhere and if you don't you know if you need to start from cold calling that's fine no problem I've never talked to you before you want to call me that's fine that's why the phone that's why we have it but you need to treat your gatekeepers as that they are, uh, it's a serious position Absolutely. because the, the better, you know, you, the more you um, butter up the gatekeeper, the more likely you are to get to where you actually need to and go. I, I tell you, I have relationships with my assistant all the time going, is this important? Do I need to call them back? Blah, blah, blah. They are that, that first line of influence on, on the person. And if they think you're a waste of time, mm. the, the, your report yeah. is not going to be, you're not going to be good. Now, do I make decisions based on what they say? No. But they they do influence how important unsolicited calls are to me or emails for either for that right. matter. Right, and you know not every not every company has a gatekeeper, uh, or not every phone that rings will be answered by a gatekeeper. Sometimes it'll be answered by the boss or by somebody that you actually do need to talk to. So right. be nice, be polite, be conversational to everybody that you call because you never know who is going to be able to grease the wheels that you need to move forward. Right. And that's that's another thing we were just talking about, um, that, that report. Uh, it's the same thing with emails, guys. If I get a long email that's unsolicited, um, and it sounds like something that I would be interested in, I may send it to my assistant, for people that have assistants, to read. He doesn't read. Because she will read it in detail, and then report back to me a summary of whatever it is that it says. Um, and then I will decide from then if I'm going to read it further or make it a call. So you need to be aware that that business um, people, business professionals that are very, very busy, and particularly ones that are hired for their time, uh, we are very, very um, restrictive of uh, what we spend our time on because our time, well, our time is valuable. People pay for it. And because of that, you have to respect the people that are paying for it. If I am in the, uh, you know, in directing a, a video in the middle of a set and my phone rings, I'm not going to answer it because somebody else has paid for that time. So mm-hmm. you, you kind of have to, to, to understand the relationship of how that works and what you have to do to reach those people. So in that email, you need to be very clear. And again, don't try to, don't try to trick people. Trying to trick people is not good. <laughs> All right, so in the, enough on that. The next thing is, you, Mr. Cold Caller, need to be okay with going to voicemail. If, <laughs> if they haven't heard of, of you before, they're probably not going to take your call. But it gives you the opportunity to tell them a message 
on the voicemail. Elevator now, speech, baby. If you say, hi, this is Bob, call me back, that tells them nothing. I don't know nothing. you, Bob. So you have to understand that this is an opportunity for you to educate and inform and make good relation with whoever's going to answer that, that voicemail. So you need to take advantage of that. Hello, Mr. Smith. This is Bob, and I was calling on behalf of blah, 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 and I would really like to borrow a couple minutes of your time, so-and-so. Right. I'll, try, I'll try calling you back tomorrow. Right. That always works out better, too, instead of always asking the business right. owner to call you. Maybe you say, I would love to call you back. I'm going to try again tomorrow. If not, I'll send an email. Because I have a feeling mm -hmm. I can make your life a little bit easier. Now, we're, we're starting to kind of get into instructing salespeople on how to do the sales job, which is not what I want to do here, but but all of this is true. And, and I've got two more points that really fit under that as well that I'm still going to try to make. Um, and that is, if you do leave a voicemail, like we were just saying, do not sound like you're leaving a script, like you're reading a script. Um, because if I could tell you, go, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Da 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 No, I know that, that it's that's the same as spam. You're just reciting something. I can tell that you're reading from a script. Now, do we as a marketing agency provide our clients with a script? Yes. But you have to not sound like you're performing a script, which is the same thing that we tell them. You need to sound organic. That script is there to to give you insight as to what to say, not for you to read cold in front of them and you know you know that's not that's not because it's not effective it's not going to work very well so leave a detailed message not too long as to annoy people but leave leave a, a message heartfelt warm in in you know informational yes but don't sound like you're you're reading a script that's a good way to get deleted immediately you have vendors calling you all the time i'm sure you 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 get this on the the art side of things here yeah you know especially if they have called so many people and have given the script to so many voicemails that they just power through it and I didn't even understand it because oh, they just, they're going too fast. That's yeah, they're going thing. too fast. Yeah. They're slurring through it or you know perhaps if they are in a call center or something there's so much noise behind them. Um, if you are calling and you have an accent, please be aware that that might make it more difficult for you to mm -hmm. be understood. So take your time when you're going through your call script or you're going through your voicemail. Even if it's not a voicemail and you do get to talk to the gatekeeper. Same thing. If you right. have an accent, just slow down a little bit. Understand that you might be misunderstood. Well, not only that, if you're from the north and you're calling someone in the south, don't, we don't hear as fast as you speak. Understand that the word <laughs> consultation will always sound like you have a Frisbee in your mouth. <laughs> Said from the girl from the Midwest. I don't even know how to say consultation. Ogden, Chicago. I don't know how to say it in the <laughs> But yeah, I think you know a lot of times I'll get people that breeze through their call script too fast and I'm like dude I didn't hear anything you just said I'm sure it's something I don't yeah. need you know um, there have been times when I have I have been as a gatekeeper I have just been sure that as they start their message there as they start their spiel I'm gonna tell them no thank you but then halfway through it I'm like wait wait what really actually mm -hmm. you know what I will engage in a conversation with you sure. for a couple minutes about this product. Yes, I would like you to send me more information. Thank you for calling, because I was just thinking about how I had trouble with blah, 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 and you're yeah. gonna call and make my life easier. 
So that's I, a good thing. I had forgotten that you started out of college. One of the jobs you had was answering phones at a company up in Illinois. I had forgotten that. I would have, mm-hmm. we, we would have called out your experience in this a little yes, more. So you'll was, have to share with us. I was a receptionist in a, a small uh, home office uh, business. Well, it wasn't a small office. It was a huge business complex. But um, I didn't, uh, wasn't like the big switchboard operator thing that everybody thinks, right. but I did answer the calls and I had to vet the calls and I had to dispatch them to the correct people, all that right, stuff. Right, right, right. You know, and I also, I also have been on the other side of the table as well, where I worked in a um, online university where I had, I was responsible for warm leads, cold <laughs> leads, you know. <laughs> Our company, who I'm not even going to mention the name of that company because they were shady, bad people that kept losing their accreditation. You know who you are. Um, and they would uh, put things on the Internet that made say, oh, you're going to win an iPod if you click. iPods were big back then. Um, if you click on this link, you can win an iPod. So people would click on the link, put in their email, and the next thing you know, that list with your email on it is getting disseminated to all sorts of people. Well, this company that I worked for at the time bought those lists. So I was calling people that said, hey, um, I heard you signed up to buy an iPod. Yeah, did I win? No, but I'm calling from a school and I was wondering if you'd like a bachelor's degree yeah. that cost $40,000. Again, these so are, I had to are... Be, yeah, I had to be the cold caller. I had to be the one that started this conversation that people weren't asking and, for. And guys, there, there are the, the, the strategy that she just mentioned, there are ways to do this correctly that is Absolutely. not one of them. No, that's a bait and switch, um, and it's terrible because yeah. it automatically discredits you and from you the need, beginning. You need, somebody that's trying to sell you something like that, you need to you need to look out for it. Now, if you're giving away the iPod directly as your company, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. signing up for somebody that says, "Hey, we're going to give away an iPod just to get email addresses that they later sell to whoever they want to," that's not seriously not the I'm way so to, to go about things. All right, so let's let's we're going to give ourselves a headache talking about all these wrong things. Um, so all right, so the next proactive thing, Mr. Cold Caller, that you mm-hmm. should do, uh, don't be afraid to and proactively do call back later. Once they've heard your voicemail, once they've gotten that report back from the gatekeeper, maybe they will be interested in taking your call the next time. Maybe they said to themselves, oh, I should call that person back and just hasn't, hasn't got around to it. So when they hear your name again, maybe they will talk to you once you've done everything right on the front and you've respected the 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 gatekeeper and you've got them informed and they've informed da, 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 and you've had your once you've done all that maybe they will take your call so call back don't give up too easily mm-hmm. um but on the other side don't hound them with the same thing and just annoy them either you yeah. have to be able to respect the fact that somebody has said no even if they didn't literally say it so you yeah. have, there's, again, good, And, you know, good give it a respectable amount of time between phone calls as well. Depending on what your product service is and the urgency of it, obviously that's up, you know, there's a lot of factors mm. in that. But most of the time you don't need to call every single day. But to Zachary's point, sometimes just hearing the name over and over again, especially if you have a cool name or, or, <laughs> or your company's a cool, cool named company, uh, put that in front of it. Like, hey, my name's John with, you know, grip sticks or something that's like ooh, what's that you know because <laughs> um, you know if a person hears something enough they start to feel familiar with it and like oh hey I remember I got a call from one of our vendors and he would was hounding me over and over again and I'm like dude I can't talk to you about this right now I don't need this service 
Well, then, um, but he was always very polite, very courteous. I always had a good feeling for him, but I just did, I needed him to go away. Well, then one day, you know, Zachary comes to me and he's like, oh, we need to talk to so-and-so about some blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know a guy. Because, <laughs> because the, the, when they left their message, it was informative as to what they I did. I probably Absolutely. forgot to call him. So <laughs> lucky for me, he, uh, I think he went like a month and then called back and I was like, you, I want to talk to you. And he was completely thrown off guard because he was like, you told me to go away. But, you know, um, so it, it, yes, yeah, so like Zachary was saying, sometimes when you're put on a shelf, or you're or you're you're told not now it doesn't necessarily mean no it just means that there's a hundred other things that might be going on that the owner might be going through that the time to talk to you is not right now so always keep that in the back of your mind so that when you do leave that voicemail or you do follow up with that email that you're not taking it personally that they're shelving you always always err on the side of oh they're just very busy right and it's it's like you say all the time um you never know who you're going to meet in the elevator same thing. That's you, a good piece you of advice. Never, you never know um, when that call is going to actually, you know, oh, somebody contacted me and so I now need this. I now do need, you know, blah, blah, blah. Wow. It is. Who knew that I needed the little caps and the end of my shoelaces? And a lot of times um, what I will do is if I remember, because I'll remember things in the back of my Oh, I got an email about that. And so I will search through my email looking for it. And again, that's... You're especially with email that whatever you said in that email lasts because if I search it and then I read it, I go like, oh no, I didn't. They don't sound good. They don't blah blah blah. So all that stuff, it all matters. Spell so check do your it correctly. emails. Spell check your emails. Yeah, that too. Please spell check your emails. Give me five seconds of your attention and put my name in the email and spell check it. Then I'll know that you're serious and I will probably buy you. Especially if the people you're reaching out to have big money to spend. Yeah. Treat them that way. What are some other things that they need to be aware of? Um, well, um, let's let's move to content more than method. So now we're not talking okay. as much about um, email or, or cold calling or or it's just what people are saying. So yeah, if you're talking to a salesperson, you might be at a, a networking meeting or, or on the phone or an email or in a meeting or whatever. Pay attention to what they're saying. Uh, the content of what they're saying is, is tells you how seriously you should take it. Did they do their homework? Do they do they know who you are? Do they know what you do? Are they trying to sell you something that actually relates to your business? Uh, I have people that that send me emails, call me, whatever, that try to sell me on things that we do, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> Those are my favorite. I'm like, you have no idea who I am, do you? Because if, if you did, you wouldn't be trying to sell me that's something that we do at a lesser value, you know, lesser quality than we do absolutely. it. Absolutely. Give me times I've asked this phone and been like, yeah. you know what, actually, we're your competition. And they're like, oh, yeah. oh, and then, then they feel stupid. And I, I laugh because I, yes, they are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they're, they're, they make sure they've done their homework, you know, and you as the person that's doing this, do your homework. Yeah, the I more mean, it's personal that you can make that, yeah. the better. You know, like if you call up somebody, you've done, I mean, geez, Facebook puts everything out there, right? So if there is a CEO that you've been chasing after for your company, you know, for sales wise, Google them, find out a little bit more about sure. them, find out a little bit more about the business and say, you know, hey, you know, Mr. Smith, I, I, I see you've had a big year this year. You've grown your company substantially. 600% it says here. That's fantastic. I was wondering if I could help you with, I mean, any, a, any a kind of difference. personal 
I mean, not super personal, but any kind of little touch that you can add to that conversation. Well, I mean, it just makes it so much easier. All right. So the next thing is pay attention to the details. So did they do their homework and pay attention to the details of what they say? For example, Google Partner is not actually Google. So the words that people say matters. So how associate are, how are they partner? Yeah. How are, they, <laughs> how are they representing themselves? Find out who they really are and know the vocabulary in case they are trying to misuse it in order to mislead you. Um, so you, you need to know what branding is so that if somebody tells you that they can brand your company, but they're a print vendor, you know they can't do that based on what branding means. They're simply trying. We did a, a, a podcast episode. What on does that branding mean, Zachary? Uh, Check out our but podcast. You, you know, know what words mean so that you can know when people are misusing it to try to mislead you. Mm. Uh, the same thing with uh, we get Google Partner stuff all the time. Mm. We're associated with Comcast. Well, if you're associated with them, <laughs> that doesn't mean you are them. So you kind of need to be aware of... doesn't mean of, you're bad or wrong. No, it, it just doesn't. We need to know who you're talking to. Yeah. So um, and there's a lot of people, you know, we're, Google, the Google partnership thing is, is, that happens all the time. And they'll use Google's branding. You'll have the colors. You'll have the rounded. You'll have all of that. Um, and they're trying to represent themselves as Google, but they're not. So you need to know that they're not. Now, does that mean that they're bad? Mm -hmm. No. You know, we're a Google, Google might too, have their permission but we to don't do represent that. ourselves as Google. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Google might have their permission to do that as a benefit of they being do a partner. As part of being a partner, yeah. But absolutely. that doesn't. We're Adobe certified. It doesn't mean that I go around and tell you that I'm Adobe. Yeah, I'm not Adobe. You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, exactly. So you know, just know who you're talking about. Yeah, same thing. The certifications are bad that way. Um, you know, LinkedIn certified or uh, Microsoft certified, and they act like they are the company. Um, mm -hmm. Again, you know, shady business practices you need to to, to look out for, mm -hmm. or just misleading, misrepresenting, or yeah. and again, not necessarily all those people. I'm thinking of someone off the top of my head right now who goes around saying that they are a LinkedIn ambassador or something. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the word they use. Partner. And basically what their job is, is to inform people the best ways to market on LinkedIn. They're not a LinkedIn person. They don't work for the yeah, company. There's, and there's nothing wrong with no, what there's, they do. There's somebody that, that I know that I've actually done speaking engagements with. That's his, who I'm his thinking name's, of. His name's Greg. And he, oh, that's he not who is, I'm thinking of. He is a LinkedIn. Oh, Greg, yes, it talk is. Greg, to you. That's right. Greg is a LinkedIn uh, expert on LinkedIn. He knows the ins and outs mm -hmm. of LinkedIn. And he has aligned himself with their brand. But at no time will he tell you he is LinkedIn. And yes. that's what you want to look for. People that are saying they're something that they're not. I agree. Yes, so. I work for this company that represents LinkedIn. And you know, we actually have a client, uh, Reformation Productions, our marketing agency, we actually have a client that we have to make calls on, on their, we have to make calls for on their behalf. Right. And that's a tricky situation because when I have to call somebody on their behalf, I have to say, hi, this is Jennifer Bennett calling on the behalf of blah, blah, blah. We are part of a marketing agency that, that represents, like, uh, right. You know what I'm saying? It's important well, to guys, me to make sure that I'm okay. Words matter. Words matter. Word lives matter. Yeah, so you, you have to make sure that what you're saying is true. Truth matters. 
Mm -hmm. Um, People will question your integrity if you misuse the words or if you're trying to mislead people by using different words. And you, again, as a business owner, you have to be be careful because it happens all the time, all the time. Yeah. Um, Other red flags, uh, if people are being very generic um, about your business. So they want to act like they know who you are, but they use these huge broad sweeping terms, tells you they don't really know who you are and they really haven't done the homework. Um, they may seem sincere. They may even compliment you, uh, but that doesn't mean that they know who you are. If they call you by the wrong name, huge red, huge red flag. Uh, I go by uh, my middle name. So if you find my first name and you call by my first name, then you don't really know who I am. If you shorten my name, you don't really know who I am. I do not go by Zach. So if you call into my office and you shorten my name or you call me by my first name, that's going to tell the gatekeeper they don't really know who Zachary is. Um, So again, represent yourself honestly you know um and another red flag is if they won't tell you who they are huge huge issue Uh, i would tell you who i am but it's a secret i'd have to kill you no you know what i have to hang up on you so that goes hand in hand with not respecting gatekeeper oh absolutely oh i'm sorry but you don't worthy knowing my name and my business i just want to talk to so and so i'll tell so and so my name and really (laughs) okay i have an anecdote like okay we're about to go to commercial but okay the whole call Zachary by his name thing is so great. Because, Why is that great? Because, you know, professionally speaking, Zachary puts B. Zachary Bennett on his business card and all and things And if you've ever seen me at a speaking engagement, you know why, because I always tell everybody within the first five minutes of my speaking. Yes. That's a little hidden nugget for those that don't know. I'm not even going to tell you why. But, um, so obviously B stands for his first name. Well, when people call and they ask for B, yeah, they just use the initial. They just use right. B. I love that so much because it's like, wow, you know, it's one thing if they're like, be Zachary, and I'm like, I'll give that a benefit of the doubt because maybe they're just looking at some official form or, or, or reading off the business card, you know. Right. But if people are like, if they're just very confidently like, I'd like to talk to B. And I'm like, really? Can I ask who's calling? Well, this is so-and-so with ABC Company. Is B available? And I'm like, you got her. Because if you don't know what B stands for, I could be B. I'll be B. So sometimes I'm B. If you you call Reformation Productions and you ask for B, you're going to get me. (laughs) Because I will ask, oh, sure, this is B. Oh, hi, B. Uh, And I won't even tell them what the B stands for. Unless they ask, then I just make something up. Maybe you're like, what's her name? B. Arthur? No, it was Brenda. I was Brenda Zachary Bennett once. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a family name, is what I said. But seriously, yeah, I like to have a little fun with those callers. But I, you know, I'll—that's actually me giving them the benefit of the doubt a little bit instead of just hanging up on. Them. I'll be like, I'm B. What can I do for you? Yes, B. I was just calling on behalf of the blah blah blahs and who cares and yada yadas and I'm like, great, no. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Happened. Yeah, no, it happens all the time, and I love it because you know, um, I would say out of let's just say ten calls that call for B, maybe one of them is legitimate that that just gets confused about something. So I am glad that I do have a conversation with them, but really, let's be honest, it's just for my own amusement. <laughs> I don't answer the phone that much, so I like to talk to people. Uh, I'm like, B, oh, yes, hi, and who is this? 
and they'll say, well, this is Jason Smith. So I'm like, okay, Jay. That's what happens when a creative answers the phone Yeah, so then I just start calling them by their first initial. Like, okay, S. (laughs) Sounds great. I'll have a... I'll have everybody get back to you. It's stupid. Don't do that. Don't be, don't be dumb. But at the same time, if you get a hold of Zachary's business card, it'll say B. Zachary Bennett. And so I've actually had people say, I'm here to talk to B. Zachary, Mr. Bennett, I think. Ah, yes, you're reading his business card. <laughs> yes, he is here. Possibly. Who are you? What do you want? No, you can't talk to him. Anyway. I'm you off on a shall not You shall pass. not pass. <laughs> I am the gatekeeper. Seriously, you know, I think you respect the gatekeeper because they're just trying to do their job and make sure that the boss or whoever is doing theirs and um, always respect the person on the other line because there are definitely times when, you know, we're running out of paper and that gatekeeper is like, you know, this office supply guy keeps calling me. And he's really, yep. really nice. And he always asks him how my day goes. And yet you have to know the, the, the other side of that, you know, the... The, the gatekeepers that we have, the assistants and the, the secretaries and the, the receptionist or whatever we're going to call them nowadays, um, they're doing a job for a reason. It's not that the other person um, doesn't want to talk to you. It's not that they're being rude. It's not that it's nothing. They're not being impersonal. Uh, that manager, that business owner simply it has if they take every phone call, they'll never get any work done. So it's a necessity, right? It's it's a position that's born out of out of necessity. Once you get to be a big enough company that you can't answer your own phone, that's a sign of success. Okay, it doesn't mean that that business owner is being rude or that they're being you know um, you know uh, what's the dismissive? word dismissive? Well, unassociative. What's the word? There's a word for that. Un- uh, uh, unfriendly? Uh, I don't know. Impersonal. Uh, it's not that they don't like people. It's just that uh, they have to, you know, uh, again, with, with myself especially, people pay for my time. And uh, to respect them, I have to draw a line with all the, the telephone calls that, that mm-hmm. I take. If you do get through and you do talk to me, I'll be very nice and very talkative to well, you. Well, and sometimes um, they call and ask for you or the mm-hmm. business owner, but that's not really who they need to talk to you anyway. True. So that's if true. you call that's up and true. you're like, can I talk to the business owner? And the gatekeeper's like, mm, can I tell yeah, it depends you? Can, on what yeah, you can want. I ask who this is yeah, and what you're calling? That would actually be me, you know? Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> I sell office supplies. And meanwhile, the gatekeeper is also the office manager. Right. So it's like, though, that's the person you need to talk to. So that's another reason why the business owner should not take every phone call right. because sometimes it's not for you. Right. Again, it depends on, on how big the business is. Yeah. When you first start off, you are wearing many hats, including person that answers the phone. <laughs> yes. Um, I, uh, I think it's time for us to break to a commercial. I think we're getting heated. Sponsors. We like sponsors. We do. We like giving a little shout out to the people that help us and we like to help them. So let's take a moment and uh, we'll be on the other side of that and we'll do some straight shotting. Alrighty. Introducing Napa Auto Care Centers. Napa, a trusted leader in the automobile industry, has joined together with the top auto repair centers in Atlanta to bring you Napa Auto Care Atlanta. Top local certified mechanics backed by the national power of Napa. Call 1-844-NAPA-ATL or visit NapaAutoCareAtlanta.com to find the location nearest you. Napa Auto Care Centers, the parts you trust, are now the shops you rely on. Straight Shot is brought to you by Reformation Productions, a full-service marketing agency in Atlanta, Georgia, helping companies promote and communicate their business in the most efficient and effective ways possible through straight-line marketing. 
Find out more by visiting reformationpro.com or call 678-825-8086. Reformation Productions. Think in straight lines. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. Zachary, the moment has come. Would the moment. You, the moment. Would you like to go ahead and give us your straight shot? Oh, this? sure. Um, there's a there, there's a couple of things in this kind of sum up uh, kind of section that we do here. Um, the first is, you know, as a, a business owner, you need to be understanding uh, when these people call. They're just doing their job. Uh, there's never any excuse to to be rude. Uh, the nope. the same as uh, like I said before the break. Yeah, you need to understand, Mister. You know cold call person whoever's trying to reach out to you they need to understand that you're just guarding your time um, you need to understand as a business owner that they're they're just doing their job there's no there's no reason to, to be rude unless unless they're rude uh, and I'm not telling you that you know eye for an eye if they're rude you're rude but I would, un- yeah. I, would I would understand it in that case but otherwise just you know be nice to people positivity will mm-hmm. get you a, a long way in the, in kindness um, that being said um, make sure that they've done their job you know uh, if they have it shows respect and it should earn more of your attention uh, as a business owner uh, if they can prove to you that they've they've done the job um, ask the right questions don't be talked into something mm-hmm. um, be educated getting information is good being conned is not good so uh, don't be talked into something ask the right questions that you need to make sure that they can do whatever it is that they're claiming to do that they're not using buzzwords just to get in the door or just to get your your business um, make sure that whatever they're selling is actually right for you and to do that you have to know yourself as well as know whatever vocabulary they they are using very big on uh, on education and knowledge around here knowledge is power um, and uh, we're we're very big on on knowing exactly what you're doing before before you do it. Um, so don't be taken advantage of. Be safe out there. You know, uh, if it's related to uh, business communications, you know, advertising events, sponsorships, what uniforms, etc. Um, if you have an agency, uh, you can always just refer them to your client service rep. Um, for vetting and evaluation. Use their experience and insight to help lead you in decisions and and save your time. So, uh, for example, if uh, a Google um, partner is calling you and you have an agency, let them handle that and tell you, is it something that you need? If a magazine rep is, is calling you, direct them to your agency rep they can just help you decide if this is something that you need to waste your time with or not because a lot every salesperson is just trying to make a sale Mm -hmm. okay so uh and again that's their job so if you know the guy from wxyz is calling you to get put on your radio and they're simply trying to sell you a spot your agency rep if you have one can help you determine is that a smart idea right that's what you have them there for use them use their experience use their insight use what they know to kind of help you you know navigate that decision now the last thing that i would say uh, that that you need to remember uh, when you do your own marketing okay so you as a business owner now that you you've kind of seen the other side you need to think about that 
when you're reaching out to people, when you're communicating your own brand. So um, the thing that you need to remember in your own marketing, Mr. Business Owner, is your job is not to push products and services onto people. You don't want to con them into using your business the same way you don't want people to con you. So your job is not to push products or services onto people. You simply want to find somebody that needs your product or service and then offer it to them in a way that showcases how you're different from your competition and in a way that will connect with them uh, and prompt them to choose you in the marketplace. You want them to respond to your brand in a way that is both memorable and preferred in the marketplace. That is your goal. And well, and to tell others. There's lots of goals in this little little last piece here. <laughs> so. That's your only goal. Well, that and like 17 other things. Yeah, and you know, when you start the consumer experience for your customer, start it on a positive foot. Yeah. <laughs> you always want that so, to start good. So how you do things matters. Just be responsible, be positive, be kind, be responsible on both sides of the fence. Yeah, you know, um, I have a couple things to add there. Your straight shot's wonderful, and I think one of the things that we need to, it's amazing. Wouldn't it's wonderful, thing? but you've missed something. Wouldn't change a thing except what I'm about to say right now, which is gold. Vendors are important. Yes, you know, we love our vendors. We love vendors. Uh, vendors, you need products and services from other people to make your business run. So you want people to call you and offer you things. You want deals and discounts and to be able to talk you, to a you person. You want to read emails that are relative to your business. We do. You you know. Uh, Maybe there's a million dollar idea that's really good for you. Yeah. And you didn't know about said company until they reached out to you. Right. Maybe they're a new company. Maybe they've been around forever. You just didn't know about them. So, you know, having vendors around makes the business world move. So embrace them. Um, let them talk to you. Let them give you, if you have the time, if you're the right person. Let them give you their sales pitch, assuming that that person is giving it to you in a very respectful way that respects your time as well as your, you know, your person. Um, so I think you know vendors are important, I and mean, we just need to. But how you reach out to somebody and how you receive that are very, very important. And I will leave you with this: two pieces of good Southern advice that my mother gave me. Now I was a, I was raised in the North, but I was raised with a Southern woman. As a mother. Because your mother's from the South, even though you were born in the North. That's I right. gotcha. Yeah, does that make sense? Yes. We got that? Okay. And she would say two things. The first thing she always said is, now this is in regards to replying to emails. Zachary, you had mentioned to take time and to look through these emails, really read through them, um, find out if, if they're really selling to you or if they're selling to something generic, find out who you're talking to. My mother used to always say, when in doubt, don't and basically she also used to say take two steps back and regroup so like those are very important because you know you don't fall for the act now you know you have five minutes to reply hurry 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 because you never know you know those things are probably not true so take the moment if it's in regards to your business and the thing that you have taken the most amount of time to build your empire take time take a step back and read the second thing that she said is, you never know who you're standing next to in an elevator. You brought that up earlier. That is so true. That is life advice. You better write that down because you never know who the real gatekeeper is in that business. And you never know who the person you really need to talk to 
to get what you need accomplished is. So proceed with conversations with everybody that you ever meet as if they are the CEO of the, of the company, whether they are the janitor, the secretary, or whatever, because you never know. So anyway, I think this was a really good straight shot. Um, if this episode has helped you guys in any way, uh, please follow, like, subscribe on uh, YouTube. Uh, click the little bell if you receive notifications of new episodes. So anyway, I think that, that concludes for us today. Yes. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you uh, next time around. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast informative, we hope you'll pass along our web address, straightshot.net, to your friends, colleagues, and business associates. And please, leave us a positive review on iTunes or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash straightshot. If you would like to have your question featured on the show or would like to be a guest, call 678-825-8086, extension 300. Or you can email us at info at straightshot.net. Be sure to download the Straight Shot Podcast app on your smartphone to hear previous and new shows. You can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, or directly at straightshot.net. This has been Straight Shot.